Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Here we are, everybody. It's the Simon Says Podcast, pod number 151. Ooh. Ooh, the real, the real alcohol-y one that you set the bars on fire with. <laughs> Just on the top. Someone tried to get me to buy. Oh, real quick. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, share it with your friends, all the things that will help us keep, Please. keep this going. Unless you don't want us to keep it going. In that case, I mean, that's fine. Hold on. Uh, oh, sorry. I just got a notification. My, my, my Roomba was stuck on a cliff. <gasps> no. Yes. I always like that one picture of the very dramatic Roomba. It's like, it's like, if I'm falling, I thought that was a joke, but it actually will shoot you a message that says it's falling off a cliff. Yes. And it's really just hung up. Ours keeps trying to go in the fireplace, which so I think is neat. Your fireplace is a cliff? I don't know. Uh, no, it got hung up on the fireplace tools oh. somehow. Now, this time, apparently, it was trying to say that I thought it might have been stuck on a dog toy. But I've been informed it was just sitting in the kitchen for some reason. So I think it's on strike. <laughs> he just wants attention. I mean, they're they really are neat, but they're very finicky. And I'm still a little concerned because God forbid we send that thing out and there actually is a fire going in the fireplace. He's just gonna ride right in there. Yeah, well, you know, he's kinda got a death wish too. <laughs> is my I don't think my house is that bad. Like it's See, not that hard to vacuum. I've got the very old school Roomba that does not send me notifications. It's not hooked to anything. It just does its thing. But it used to get, you know, stuck under the bed quite often. Um, I think that was probably the worst thing is when it would get stuck under the bed. One time my wife left the uh, ironing rack or the ironing board behind the door. So it, it, hit, it hit the door. And when it backed up, it had knocked so that the, the, the ironing board fell down and, and you know, slammed on top and of it. And then you couldn't get the door open? No, we, it was, uh, yeah, we got <laughs> That's it. What I'm it thinking. trapped itself. It trapped itself in the room under under debris. And then it had to chew its little Roomba arm off. Um, <laughs> so over the weekend, my family was in town mm-hmm. and uh, we celebrated kind of, it was like, we'll do this a lot because I've lived away from home much like you have for a very long time. Yes, so most kinda, of your adult life. Yeah, we don't really do holidays together anymore. Like we do in between times. So like we did... We cooked a giant, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, basically, that could have been either Thanksgiving or Christmas, uh, which, by the way, I'm done with turkey stuffing and sweet potato casserole. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> You're good till next oh, year. Oh, God. You know, I was like, oh, I didn't get any leftovers. I'm done with leftovers. I'm good. But so while they were here, we made these plans to go. Um, we thought it'd be fun to take them to go see one of the lights displays in town. So like 
um, the Natural Science Center is doing one. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have one out at McLaren Farms, which where they do Woods of Terror. Um, and so, you know, we thought about, which, which I think is funny. My daughter went to do that one and she said, she sent me a picture. She was doing like a, the hayride and it looked really pretty, but she's like, if you look off in the background, you could still see some skeletons. Like, <laughs> they don't they take it all down. They didn't completely deter. <laughs> so I thought that was neat. So anyway, I'm looking online. I was like, I Googled like local, you know, Christmas lights or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it came back with those two plus something at the Arboretum. Now we have the Greensboro Ar- Arboretum, which is super cool. I used to live by it and we used to walk through it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, oh, that's cool. They set up this display and I'm looking at the website. I'm like, oh, that'd be neat. We can just go walk around. So we did that. We made a reservation for seven. Oh, we you had went- to make a reservation? Yeah, they do it. And what my thought was is that they do it by like carloads. So they don't have too many people in there. Oh, so they don't end up like Tanglewood with people sitting in line for hours. Pretty much. Hours and hours and hours. <laughs> You sound traumatized. It sounds like someone uh, might have. I just hear everyone else complaining. The, la- the last time I went, we went really late on a weeknight where like, let's say it closes at 10. We went at 930. So we got through, we went right through. Oh, neat. And that was really cool. But, you know, everybody with their kids, they're there early and it's, yeah, it's a long wait. So... We get, you know, we went out to dinner and then get everybody piled into the car. Um, and uh, I drive to the Arboretum and it is pitch black. And so the first thing I'm thinking is they have like another entrance kind of. So I'm thinking, well, maybe you're supposed to come in over there, which didn't make much sense because there's like really like one parking lot for it. So we circle back around and we go and we're driving by and the entire Arboretum is pitch black. So... I'm like, uh oh, mm. and immediately I start going. What have I done? Because I've done, I do this. This is why, my new thing. No, you say, why don't they have their lights on? This is supposed to be on no. right now. No, what did they do? No, no, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, Charlie, I have now developed this sweet new thing. Well, let me finish my story. I knew it was my fault. <laughs> I just said, Somehow, I know. I knew this was on me. So I said to my wife, I said, wife, look back at my, I didn't, I forward you the confirmation. And she said, yeah. I'm like, can you look that up real quick and just tell me what I might be doing wrong? From the back seat, I hear, from the back seat, I hear, <laughs> and I'm like, yep, here it comes. He's like, hey, honey, I don't think we're going to make it in time. And I'm like, yeah, why is that? Well, I don't think it's possible for us to make it to Asheville in time. Asheville? Yeah. So what I learned is that there is a North Carolina Arboretum in Asheville. Yes, there are and arboretums I, everywhere. Well, yes, but the one that I, I was doing the lights display and that I had booked tickets to was in Asheville. So thank you very and much. And for those who don't know, Asheville is approximately three and a half hours yeah. from here. <laughs> yeah. So this has become part of a bigger thing with me. I have done a lot. So I was deep frying a turkey for my family Mm -hmm. and I had done one for Thanksgiving with my wife's family and it it didn't turn out great. Like it was, it just, it got too dark and I I was like, the the temperature got away from me. Anyway, I'm like, this is my redemption turkey. So I read the recipe this time and I'm doing it off like Cook's Illustrated. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't know, like Cook's Illustrated does a lot of like product testing and like stuff like that. And so a lot of times if they put up a recipe, it's pretty much almost foolproof. Mm Mm-hmm. So the first thing I realized is that I didn't read the the temperature of the oil. Ah. So like I always, when I was in restaurants, 
most fryolators sit at 375. And most times when you fry something, it's 375. Okay. So apparently for turkeys, it's 300. Oh. And then the next thing is to pull it when it hits to 150. Now, all these things were things that were actually in the recipe that I had on Thanksgiving. If oh, I had read it. You just did not read it. No, I did not read that at all. I was like, I know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, Sean's onto something when he says that when he tries to get you to read books and things and you just never, ever, ever do it. I don't know what the thing is. So then the thing with booking a reservation at the wrong thing, I've done this before. I I book stuff either the wrong day. Uh, I remember when we went to Colorado for the concert at Mm -hmm. Red Rocks, I managed to book one seat on a shuttle (laughs) instead of two for my (laughs) wife and I. And so, like, I don't I don't know what's happened to me where I'm so quick to click things or I'm not like I, I even think I'm reading, but I'm yeah. not. I don't know what my eyes are doing. I don't know what's it's it's just bouncing off of it. Like, like Kevlar. Are you alone in a room by yourself? Because usually that's my issue is I start to do something like that. And then someone walks in and starts talking to me and blah, blah, blah. And that that throws it keeps you from double checking the things you should double check. Maybe, but sometimes I feel like I've even confirmed what I've said. Now, in this instance, with the booking the reservation in Asheville, I actually did send this to my wife and my sister and neither and of them caught it They either. did not read it no, either. <laughs> no. But I still, I took it all on myself and I'm like, yep, this is me. This is You're my life now. You're the one who pushed the click now button. Dude. I, and I, you know, I'm always telling my kids, slow down, read the instructions yeah. or whatever. I Same. think it's time. I, I I am 48 years old and I need to read more. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> um, so, you know, what we ended up doing was driving through uh, Sunset Hills. Yes. And we were talking about it in the car. My parents, they, it looks, it's amazing. And what's cool about Sunset Hills is it's where the light bulbs all started. It is a neighborhood in Greensboro where yeah. people started did it just start with like one family and so, then others jumped in? Or? The story is that there's this one family and I guess their kid went off to college and found like saw it somewhere, wherever they were, saw that people were doing this. And what the whole if you don't if you're not from this area, what you do is you take chicken wire and you wrap it in Christmas lights. You make like a ball, wrap it in Christmas lights and hang mm-hmm. it from your trees. And it's like these colorful balls. And, you know, some people go crazy with it. I've got like. In the 50. Uh, I'm under 50 now. Really? Yeah, I've got a lot. lot. Um, And what's really cool about this neighborhood, so it started with this one family, and then some other families joined on. And now they do it as a fundraiser for Second Harvest Food Bank, which I think is is rad. They put out a donation box and everything. Yes, this big neighborhood that you can drive through, all of the trees are just filled with these light bulbs. It's really magical. Have you ever seen it in uh, like in person? Have you no. ever had a reason to drive through it? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> again, you would have to be in Greensboro. Like if you're ever in right. Greensboro. I would, I would have to make a special trip to do it. And I really do want to. It just hasn't happened. Well, going forward, it usually comes up right around Thanksgiving or after. Mm-hmm. And it runs all the way until about January is when people start to take them down. But it's cool because they even do it, even some of the houses that do it, they do it in there's like a greenway area in the middle. And they people actually come together from the neighborhood and hang them in the middle too. Mm-hmm. So they're all over. But, you know, we were talking about it with my family. So they're up north and how it's interesting, like something like this is such a phenomenon, but just here, you know, and you hear about other people who do over the top displays and yeah. stuff, but not whole neighborhoods sometimes that do... Like, did you ever have anything like that growing up where people like even a whole area would decorate in a certain theme or is everyone kind of the same, you know, mix and match? You know, like you get inflatables or you get lights, but not that I can remember. The only thing that I really remember that was an every year thing 
that you saw in my town, which, you know, I'm from this small town in southern Indiana. We had um, what we called the high rise. Yeah. It was actually um, a, it's either six or eight story building, but it was the only tall building in our town um, that is for, it's like an assisted living place. Yeah. And they, every year they would put a candle up the side of it with the flames sticking off the top of the building. Oh, cool. So that was the Sunset Towers candle that they put up every year. Um, but there wasn't any neighborhood that did a thing together, like a joint thing. Which I think is interesting that it's kind of taken off like that. And it's actually, you know, I always laugh because people, every time I'm out there getting, you know, hanging them, you know, I, I, my neighbors will always like stop and ask questions. Like, it's funny. Like this one guy was like, hey, <laughs> you know, my wife is trying to do that. What are you using? How do you do that? And yeah. I think it's cool because it's, you know. I love doing that stuff. Like I love decorating for Halloween and for Christmas because it's two holidays where it's fun for me to do mostly. People appreciate it. Yeah. I say it's fun, but it's (laughs) it's work. It is work. But there are people who live actually right behind us, though, that every year they have some really tall trees. I'm going to guess 50 feet, 100 feet. I mean, they're really, really, really tall trees and they shoot them up in there and they every year they've added a few more, and I think now they've got probably about thirty to forty up there. Yeah, but they're the only ones that do it, and you can see them coming down the road. And it's really, really pretty. So what we used to use when I first started, um, everybody would talk about the potato gun. Mm-hmm. So my father-in-law at the time, his friend had one and and wanted to get rid of it, so he gave it to me. So in theory, it sounds like a super fun, awesome thing to use. Yeah. But what I realized is that uh, it's completely unpredictable. It's almost impossible to figure out what to put in there that you can attach a string to. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would end up doing, we would you know, take potatoes and wrap the string around it, tape it on there. But what would often happen is it would get only so high and then the string would rip through the potato oh. and then you would hear potato shrapnel. <laughs> Wait, did you bake the potato before? you? No, <laughs> no, no. It is raw potatoes. It rip through it. Because of the sheer velocity that it comes out of. It is the craziest thing. I have a video, but it was shot on an older phone. I don't know if I can still share it. But it's funny. You can see the, the noise it makes is the best. It's like this thump. It's it's like a mortar going off. Yeah. And then you would hear, we would all laugh wildly and then you would hear it rain down. Like we tried an onion one time and that just exploded and just rained onion all over the area. Um my brother-in-law at the time, he my brother-in-law came over or they were there um for Christmas mm. or for it was, no, it was right around Thanksgiving. And um my family would thought it was the best thing in the world. But then we realized it's only good for just taking something and shooting it around the yard. And So how do you get the balls very high up in the trees? What I got, it was from recommendation of a friend, is they have these things. It, it's an arborist slingshot. So it's like a, a tree trimming slingshot. So it's on a stick about you know five to six feet, let's say five feet tall pole. And then it's a slingshot. Mm-hmm. And then you also get a, like a 16 ounce bean bag. So what I do is I get this special thread or a string, tie it to it, and you slingshot it up there. And it because of the weight of the beanbag, it you know pulls it back down, and mm-hmm. then you pull everything up like a pulley. Yeah, um, and it's hit or miss. I mean, I, I, the best is when you shoot it and it directly hit a branch, 
or you get it and it swings around a couple times, gets stuck. Oh. And then you're just sitting there staring at it and crying. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's become my wife hates it. No, she doesn't hate it. She likes it when it's done. She doesn't want to participate. Gotcha. She's made it very clear that she is retired from helping me. Uh. Um, so this year, my daughter helped me. I, I, I'm air quoting helping. Uh, <laughs> She's 16. She only helps so much. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm going to keep it going as long as possible, as long as I have trees. But I think it's neat. And I, and I would love to know, you know, if, if anyone listening out there has some cool like traditions like that, call the Simon line. Let us know. 336-373-0987. But I would love to know some other cool like neighborhood stuff. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah. Um, we were talking about, you know, holiday tradition, like not tradition, lore, I guess is the better word. Well, you know, we were people talking about have... Like, People have things that only their family does. And sometimes it comes from their nationality. Like it's, you know, handed down through German or Italian or whatever. Well, it's for instance, like within the last five years or so, Krampus has taken off in popularity. Yeah. And what is Krampus? So Krampus is a a hoofed, (laughs) I don't want to say demon, but I guess Krampus comes around to all the naughty children and stuffs them in his sack and uh, takes him away. I believe I it's rooted in German roots. Yes, and other some other countries are a lot more um, scary with their Christmas tales yeah, I mean, than others. It, it, yeah, it's, you know, normally if you're bad, you're on Santa's naughty list and you get a lump of coal. And you get coal, you might get some switches. And, and in other countries, it sounds like uh, a, a goat demon is going to come take you well, away. Well, there is the Yule cat, who is a monstrous cat in Iceland. And he eats the people who don't wear the clothes they got for Christmas. <laughs> Which none of that makes sense. I mean, first of all, I mean, I do like that idea because I have both done, been upset by that and have done that to other people. Yes. Um, it, it's very hard to shop for me clothing wise. And there's been many times that I've gotten something and been like, ah, thanks. You just put that over here. Yeah. But 
the uh, Yule cat. Yeah, he's he's I guess he's a giant cat, monstrous, monstrous cat. The picture that is depicted here has a very big cat that's bigger than the trees, and he has a candle melted on top of his head. Neat. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so mad. He might be. You can't get that candle off his head. Exactly. In but, Sweden, they have the Yule goat. What does the Yule goat do? Well, the Yule goat, they say that um, the elves would ride the Yule goat door to door to deliver the gifts. <laughs> so, you know, just basically sort of like how Santa does, but the elves ride the Yule goat. But there's this town in um, in Sweden that decided that they were going to make this giant Yule goat. And it was going to be this great big statue in the middle of the town square. And it was yeah. going to be their way of celebrating Christmas. What they did is they made it out of super flammable straw. I wonder how that turned out. You can only imagine that uh, it did not make it to New Year's Eve before being burned down. Now, out of curiosity, did the story say whether or not it was an accident or did someone come by? And uh, so since the first time. Someone was smoking near the Yule coat. Since the first time, they have they do this every year. And each year, it somehow gets destroyed. It's been 56 years since they started. It's been destroyed at least 35 times. <laughs> Sometimes it catches on fire. Sometimes it accidentally catches on fire. Uh-huh. Sometimes someone dares their friend or whatever. There was an American who was dared to light it on fire, and he ended up having to spend two weeks in jail. One time, a car backed into it. Um, you know, the poor Yule Goat, if it lasts from Christmas to New Year's. It is a holiday miracle. You know, that almost sounds like it's a, tra- a tradition that's become a tradition. Yeah, well, like, now they said, you know, why haven't they given up on it? And they think they're just like, you know, it's an act of defiance. It's like, we're not giving up our Yule goat. It's going to last. God, that just reminds me. It takes me back to like high school. I remember there was supposed to be like this big bonfire, like pep rally thing, and they built the bonfire and then left it alone. <laughs> and obviously what happened... No. Was that idea? Someone set it on fire that night, you Again. know, the night before the actual pep rally. Um, I, I love stuff like that. What was there? Was one? It was like I think the Dutch had something like you leave your shoes outside. And, oh yeah, you were supposed to put your um, little wooden shoes outside, and they'd get filled with candy. Yeah, I mean, I try. I would try to leave my shoes outside, but I don't want to eat the candy now. Well, and usually when you leave shoes outside, some roaming alley cat comes by and. And that was a thing, wasn't it? There was a neighbor, like some cat that was going around stealing people's shoes. Well, if they steal it, mine just got peed on. Well, you definitely <laughs> don't want to eat that candy then. No. That Yuletide cat, that Yule cat is a... <laughs> that Yule cat is mean. That's rude. Um, so I, we've probably talked about it before, but... So we're going over Christmas Eve, we're going over to my wife's family's house. Mm-hmm. Um, her grandmother, God bless her heart. And I and I don't mean that condescendingly. I mean she is. I don't know if she's a hundred yet. She's ninety nine, which is crazy to me that I know I have. First of all, I have my grandparents who are both over a hundred. Over a hundred, yes. Which, by the way, when my parents were here, my dad decided he would try to Facetime them. <laughs> but that went well. Dear Lord. So we're in the dining room. He's in the like living room. So like adjacent, but, and I hear him starting to talk to them, and I hear him go, you know. Yeah, it's like 40 below here. Or no, it's like 40 degrees here. Yeah, it's like 40. It's 40 degrees here. Yeah, it's it's 40 degrees here. And finally, he's like, shh, because we were talking in the background. And he's like, yeah, it's 40. <laughs> so that's how. Oh, that my went. gosh. The last time I FaceTimed my dad 
um, he actually, my dad can't hear very well. So we're talking like this, you know, looking at each other and then so that he can hear better, he holds it up to his ear. So I'm looking at his ear while we're <laughs> FaceTiming. Does he ever do like my mom and just put their thumb over the microphone? Uh, no, he has not done that my yet. Mom's, that's one of my mom's moves. <laughs> so anyway, so it, her grandmother, almost 100, wants to have, you know, she's like, this is, this is it. This is my last Christmas. This might Christmas. be my last Christmas. So she she's wants the saying whole, that for 20 years. She but. wants the whole family together. Now, that's fine. There is some family drama going on, but that's a whole nother story that I'm not going to get into. <laughs> not your family. So what we decided to do was this game that we played a couple years ago. Have you ever done uh, the saran wrap ball? Yes. Okay, you have? Yes. So we did we did it, and we're, we're going to do it again. Um, but that means we have to actually prepare the ball. Now, if anyone listening isn't familiar, what you do is you start with some sort of actual, like a main prize. So like maybe a gift certificate somewhere, like a $50 Something good. Yeah, something actually decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just start wrapping. Wrap, so you get saran like a, wrap around it. And we got like, we get the Costco sized box of saran yeah. wrap. And then you just wrap and wrap and wrap. And as you're wrapping, you add stuff in. like Little trinkets from the dollar store. Candy. Um, yeah, candy. Change. But you can also add like a dollar bill here. Yeah. You know, whatever. So you, it's prizes all the way through the entire ball. And now, you make it at least as big as a basketball. Right. And it, it, you think, oh, that, that's not too hard. It, it takes for, it takes so long. So you put on oven mitts. Well, wait, wait, hold on. Okay. So what we also like to do is um, we put airplane bottles of liquor. Yes. Um, we also, one year we put in uh, the summer sausage and cheese combo from uh, like a John, like the Johnsonville Farms, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we put some of that in there. But yes. All right. So then once you've got it all wrapped, the person, you have oven mitts. Mm-hmm. And it's, the, we were, someone else was like, oh, is it like an oven glove? It's like, no, we use like the traditional like, Giant mitten, oven mitts. Yeah, giant mitten oven mitts. And then the person starting has to start trying to unwrap. Yes. And they unwrap as fast as possible. And anything that falls out while they're unwrapping, they keep. Right. But then the next person is rolling dice yes. at the same time. And when that person rolls a double, then it gets passed to them. Right. So we are doing, we're bringing that back. Although we were laughing because... It's one of those things like everyone's like, oh, you know, it'd be so much fun. We should do that ball again. And we're like, yeah. So anyone else contributing on this? Yeah. You've got to have prizes to put in it. So, well, you know, what I've done in the past is I've taken, um, I would raise the like the prize closet here sometimes. Oh, like if we sure. had leftover gift cards and stuff. Look at all well, these Simon koozies. Well, we would also have like, I think for a while we had like $2 Dunkin' Donuts gift cards. It was almost like, you know, you get a coffee is basically yeah. was the gist. But so I threw some of those in there. I had some stuff like that. I didn't finish spending like a Wendy's gift card that had like a dollar thirty five on it. <laughs> so I would put I'll put anything in that ball. So I'm, I got to start looking around the office and I might I might donate my Smucker's jelly pack that. Oh, you've got to. Um, That's at least 10 years old by now. But yeah, we're going to do that again <laughs> this year. And uh, that so that should be. interesting. But yeah, I do love. You know, hey, you know what would be super awesome if we do is do this fun thing that you provide everything for. But yeah. Look, if it keeps people from fighting. Yeah. If it keeps the drama at bay. Absolutely. Although we also discussed, we're like, look, I'm bringing the food we're bringing is coming in a disposable container with no personal connection. 
and everybody's going to come light and don't bring anything you don't want to leave behind. Right. Because when it's time to bolt. Yeah. It's time to bolt. The last time the family got together, we had to ghost very quickly. (laughs) And so if if this happens again, I got to get out of there. (laughs) Have you seen the game? There's a new one that I saw that looked fun as well, where you have a blindfold on and there's all this money on the table. It's mostly $1 bills. But again, this was something you'd have to have everyone contribute to. Yeah. But all this money is on the table and randomly there's a 20 or a five or whatever. But you have a spatula and you have a tray, like a cookie sheet or something. And for, I think it's 30 seconds, you get to scoop the money onto your tray. But the thing is, money is so light, you don't know if you actually have any or not. Yeah. So you're sitting there scooping and you think you're putting it on there, but it's falling off the spatula. It's going everywhere. Yeah. And you might end up with like $3. I did or see you that. Might end up with a lot, just uh, depending. But that one looks fun too. Okay, I did see that one. I also saw one where you're blindfolded, and there's money on the table, but there's also mouse traps. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw one. Then the guy like eking oh, his hand out to the table, no. and he's getting ready to grab money. He's like, "Snap!" No, that's you can't do that. Why? Because it'll hurt. Someone, yeah, Mary, someone will be crying. Well, look, I'm not letting my you know hundred year old grandmother play, but I I tell you what. <laughs> Maddie, I want to play this game. Okay, Nana, hold on. Let me clear a path. You just broke my finger. <laughs> oh, poor fragile elderly fingers. <laughs> yeah, I we're you know, it's it's funny too because um now do you have are you is the boys with you guys for Christmas this year? Um he's oh. with us Christmas Eve into Christmas morning, but he's and Then he goes leaving. to his mom. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We've gotten I remember when when I, my wife and I split up, you know, the, how do you split Christmas with the kid? Mm-hmm. It was a lot harder when she was younger. Yeah. And like now it's so funny. So she's going to be with her mom. And I, I was like, so, you know, you're going to be with your mom Christmas Eve, Christmas day. Do you want to come back Christmas day night or the next on Monday? Yeah. I'm like, I don't care at this point. <laughs> like whatever you want to do. Age, like for him, the, his biggest thing is being with his brothers and seeing his brothers open their toys yeah. and things like that. So I think that's more important to him. So he will do the split thing still. It's it's been the one of the weirdest thing that I think holidays were the was one of the weirdest things about the divorce was that yeah. splitting time in these holidays. And and I got I will say this. I have a very good relationship with my ex. So mm-hmm. we are good about splitting, you know, like we had her Thanksgiving, she gets her Christmas, you know? And even then it's like, it's very flexible and whatever else. Um, but I do think it's also what made it easier for me was living away from home to go back to the point of my, you know, when my family's mm-hmm. in town is that I've been used to celebrating holidays, not on the actual holiday. Exactly. And also we were talking with Maya the other day when Maya was in filling in, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're used to working on on these holidays. Like I yeah, worked. We used to have to a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've worked, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New mm, Year's Day. Like, absolutely. So even when I was growing up, we were my immediate family, mom, dad, me and my brother. We lived away from the rest of the family because both my parents grew up in this town. We moved away. Gotcha. So we always went to our families on Christmas. So we had our immediate family, Santa Claus and everything came early to our house to make sure he could find us at our house. Gotcha. So 
the thing was is Santa just kind of picked when he wanted to come. It, we never really knew when it was going to be. It was always a surprise. We didn't know what day was Christmas. We didn't care. It was still Christmas. And that's what I think a lot of parents who get into these battles about they need to be with me on Christmas or da 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 da. What they, that's about them. That's not about the kids. Because the kids do not care what day it is. They just want to get presents. I know. And, it, and, you know, it's funny. I think I remember when the switch flipped for my daughter when she realized she was getting, like, extra Christmases. Because it was like she got the yeah. one with me. And then she got the one with her mom. Then she got the one with her mom when her mom took her to the grandparents' yes. house. And so I think she was like, oh, this is this actually isn't a this bad This is kind thing. of awesome. <laughs> that is, you know, it's funny. I had one year, one of my first... Christmases away from my family where I had to work. So I was, I was here in North Carolina mm-hmm. and my mom had sent me a box of, with presents for me to open on Christmas. Yes. And I, of course, promptly well, opened baby the boy se- did not have anything to open on Christmas morning. Yeah. The second I got the box, I opened everything. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, Christmas! But then I remember they wanted to be on the phone with me on Christmas to open presents. Oh gosh. And I had to kind of scramble and I was like, all right, hold on. So I got some paper and I was like, oh, oh it's a st- sweatshirt. You know, like, <laughs> and then you're like, what did they send? I forget. <laughs> wait, wait, I think we're missing one. We are? Hold on. I'm looking around the room like, <laughs> shoot, what else is new? This chair? No, I don't think. What are you talking about? No, oh, that wasn't it. Oh, the CD I wanted. No. <laughs> Money? Oh, shoot. Um, but yeah, I, you know, again, I. I really, I'm a firm believer on, like you said, you know, the holiday is whenever you celebrate it, it yes. doesn't necessarily have to do with the specific day. It's about the thought and, you know, being I'm together, very excited. It's weird. My kids are older, so it's not as much fun to buy them stuff because the stuff they want is weird oh and expensive. I know everything's so expensive. I know, but I'm very excited for Christmas and uh, let's see. Yep. That's actually going to about do it for this. So we are going to talk to you after Christmas. Yes. Um, although you will be I here. I actually will not be on this podcast until after the new year. Oh, this I, is I'm your, taking the week after Christmas off work. This is your last podcast. <gasps> of 2022. Of the year. Um, oh, well, bye. Have, have a very Merry Christmas. And my best to you and your family. And I'm not going to make you uh, have a final thought. And other than I'm so glad you turned me on to the Yule Cat because that is one of I'm a big fan of the Yule Cat. I'm Uh, sicking him on everyone. (laughs) Uh, But Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Happy holidays. And we will talk to you next week. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.